A very warm welcome to This World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello listeners and welcome to this World Game Changes podcast episode again. I'm joined by, uh, and you'll be, you know, by now you'll be very used to me hearing saying this by Rebecca Wheel, a World Game Changes director and also one of our directors from World Game Changes Africa, Collins Moredi. A warm welcome to you both. Wow, thank you so much, Paul. Looking forward for a great conversation. Thank you. So, within the blessed beyond belief, listeners, within that, we thought we'd speak around just two simple words, really, and you can put so many different uh, meanings on these two simple words, personal development. Maybe a good starting point, Collins, is in to invite you in and say, well, what do those two words mean to you? What does personal development, how does that land in your world? Uh, thank you so much, Paul and Rebecca, for this uh, opportunity. And uh, uh, my name is Collins Moredi, uh, founder of an organization called Center for Adolescent and uh, Young Changemakers in Africa. And I'm also part of the directors uh, of World Game Changes Africa, looking forward for a great conversation. So when I hear the word personal development, uh, Paul is... Uh, this is a term that I've interacted with it so, so many times. And I feel like every day I talk about it because I believe personal development to me means growth. You know, like it's all about growth. You know, you have to invest in yourself. You have to invest in something for you to grow. So when I hear the word personal development for me comes, the one, the, the one thing that comes to me is all about growth and not only growth, but positive growth. So yeah, that is actually what really comes in my mind. Mm. Yeah. Personal development, Rebecca. Hey, you got any thoughts? Because I think you've had uh, quite a bit of a deep dive on this one personally, have you not? Uh, for sure, yeah. I mean, I think everyone has in their own way, but you know, I guess there's a point in your life where you kind of become a bit more aware around yourself and how you can grow and how you can actually um, see yourself more clearly and um, actually kind of um, face challenges and and um, kind of grow through uh, various kind of situations. Um, so you know, um, Paul, we we went on the coaching journey uh, probably a couple of years now, I think, um, with the New Insights Coaching. Um, and you know that it's it's a really powerful thing to kind of go through a mentorship um, journey. Um, you know, with with personal development what's coming to mind for me is is about having that mental there as well because I think there's a lot out there isn't there there's a lot of podcasts out there there's a lot of self-help books and you know and there's so there's there's a lot of content especially with the internet these days and you know um but I think yeah it's very important to have um people around you that can help you as well in that journey and support you and bounce off each other and you know that community support um in 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 terms of personal development um so yeah i mean the new insights coach i don't know how far we kind of want to go into this really but we could talk about maybe the different areas 
Um, I mean, Collins, I'd, I'd be curious to know in your journey, what, um, what tools have you found have helped you in personal development? And have you had a mentor? And, and how's that kind of helped you in your journey? Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Rebecca, for that. And actually, uh, when I talked about uh, what comes in my mind is growth is um, it's, it's what I mean is the process, you know, I started in my journey of uh, that growth uh, in terms of also identifying a mentor because I knew that I cannot do it alone. And I had so many questions like, what do I need to do when I was building uh, my nonprofit organization? So I was able to identify a mentor who I can be able to learn from them. I can be able to understand what exactly am I supposed to do? Because sometimes we have questions that we can't, we don't have answers, but there are people who have been there and they already have wisdom. So I was able to identify a mentor. Then secondly, I also read about a lot of books, you know, like the way you're saying in leadership, you know, fundraising, um, management so it's all about books articles you know watching podcasts you know listening to podcasts uh, and also uh youtube channels such kind of things so for me i think a mentor and also uh what i'm talking about in terms of just growing myself uh podcast uh, social media platforms if i can mean that and also identifying and surrounding myself with positive people who are also in the journey of rediscovering themselves in a positive way. So that really helped me in terms of looking for good networks and people who uh, we are going in the same directions. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And, uh, you know, I think um, that's an important point, you know, mentorship and, um, Sorry, I've lost my train of thought. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens. Perhaps it happens. you need a perhaps you need a mentor, Rebecca. Perhaps you need yeah, a probably. mentor. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. As do we all. I've come back to it. I've come back to it. So I've I've um got my train back. So basically I was just thinking around um because I know for me in my journey, those things were really powerful, you know, the podcast, the books, the um really, really powerful. But there was almost like it needed that next step for me to actually really take that action and I think the mentorship mentor mentor mentorship it the mentorship I can't speak today the mentorship um helped me have that accountability you know to really have that hold that mirror up hold that kind of uh that reflection for me to actually create those changes and and have that support there so anyway that was what was what came to mind there um Anything you want to add to that, Paul, or any questions there? Yeah, I think my, my main question to you both, really, and certainly with the work that you do in Kenya, Collins, with uh, the amazing work with young people, um, I'm going to kind of really stretch there. Is there such thing as a bad mentor? Yeah, so one thing that comes in my mind every time I hear about a mentor, Paul, is that uh, we have, the reason why I always say we help young people to be agents of positive change in the community, the, the reason why I say positive, it's because we also have negative uh, a change, you know, like in the community. So you'll find that people will always have mentors who they are attracted to. And you know, we also have mentors who are uh, influencing people in a negative way, you know? So 
I had to really look at a mentor who will help me in terms of positive change, impacting me in terms of positivity, not only negative, you know, because we see a lot of people also who are in the public figure who are mentors. Yes, a lot of young people are looking up to them, but when we look at what they are doing, it's not really something that I would want to really uh, engage in. So I know there are two different kinds of mentors. There is a good mentor and also there's a bad mentor. I don't know if the word bad is okay, but I always put it like a negative mentor who will lead you to things that you will not, uh, not help you to grow. So that is how I can look at it, Paul. Thank you. Mm. Rebecca? Mm. It's an interesting question. Um, you know, I guess in the whole realm of personal development it's around what can you learn from any situation in a way and, and how can you know yourself better so I guess it's about really going inward and and knowing yourself and you know if there is a bad mentor if there's someone that you're kind of not sure because I think sometimes the more the gray area is actually the danger it's you know it could be really obvious if there's a bad mentor but maybe for young people you know they're more impressionable and they can kind of get influenced more um but yeah, so I think that just in personal development and in knowing yourself and having more of that awareness around who you are and what your values are, then you'll start to kind of attract and, and be able to identify the mentors that kind of perhaps aren't going to be maybe not in alignment with, you know, what it is that you want to achieve. And maybe it's, there's, as you say, Collins, maybe there's not kind of the word, the term bad, you know, maybe there's just certain mentors are right for certain people. And, um, you know, I think you can learn from from everyone in to a degree, you know, I mean, I, I guess um, there are some people probably that are doing a lot of damage and um, some people that are doing a lot of good and there's the whole full spectrum of that. But, um, but you know, I think part of personal development is kind of learning from any situation, uh, you know, and having that awareness around what can I actually take away from this and what can I learn in myself? But it's a really, I think it's a really important thing to talk about, especially in the context of young people um because they can be very uh impressionable uh, you know I guess anyone can but especially young people they can be kind of taken uh down a different path and and so um so yeah I think that self-awareness um I always kind of come back to that you know we, we talked about that so many times Paul didn't we on the journey coaching journey around awareness and just how important that awareness is yeah, absolutely. Maybe, me. And maybe, maybe, maybe just Paul to add just a, a simple ex experience that is happening like in Africa when I interact with a lot of young people is that we have a lot of leaders in Africa who are also mismanaging the resources that they they, they have been given, the, 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 the roles they have been given. So instead of using those resources in a good way, Mm -hmm. uh, you find that they mismanage. So you find that a lot of young people want to be leaders so that they can accumulate more weight, so that they can make money, so that they can yeah. get a lot of resources for themselves to benefit themselves. So that is those are the leaders, they are mentors. People are looking up to them, but you see how negativity can also influence them. Now, instead of trying to think, I need to be a leader who I can influence people positively, I'm thinking about, I want to be a leader so that I can mobilize a lot of resources to benefit me, you know, and that makes a lot of people suffer. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Maybe an appropriate time, Collins, here for us to have a little bit of a deeper dive in and for you to share with, with us around 
some of the amazing work that you do with young people under your banner of, um, well, let's just say mentor, and we know it goes far wider and far deeper than that, but let's use the term mentor because we're talking about personal development. And let's keep it within the context of being blessed beyond belief. So maybe a good sort of thread on this, Collins, is for you to share with us how you feel, and I'm going to introduce a, a, new, a new term, a servant leader, you as a servant leader, how you feel you're blessed beyond belief and, you know, how that plays out with the work that you do. Give us some, you know, some more sort of specific examples of that. Every day I work in helping young people in Africa to be leaders, uh, servant leaders is because I have been able to identify that what is actually happening in, in Africa and a lot of young people are thinking the same that we've just mentioned about. I want to be get uh, resources so that I can get uh, money, so that I can get things for my own benefit. And I said, no, we cannot work like this. So what do we do? I was able to uh, bring uh, young people together while establishing a center whereby we can have these conversations. You know, we don't have to go to hotels. We don't have to go to anywhere. Let's just have dialogue. Let's have, let's talk. What is servant leadership and what is happening in our communities? You know, these problems, how can we solve them? And I said, if we are young people and we are in this community, we are in Africa, how do we solve the problems that are in Africa? Because one, I had to identify that everybody has a purpose. Everybody was created to solve a problem, you know, and that is what we want to deposit into these young people to understand that I'm here because I was created for a purpose. So before you are created, uh, there is there is there is there is something when you came to this world there is something that you are told to do what is that so we discover through that the program that we are working with the young people and through my story i can tell them you see for me i was created to solve this kind of problem i saw there was no leadership hub in my community everybody has gone to the university and they have gone to the city what can I do about it? I went back home and I was able to identify this problem, which you guys now you are coming here, sitting and learning, you know? So that was a plus. So I can say, Paul and Rebecca, that servant leadership is all about identifying what is in you and then trying to apply by solving a problem in the community or wherever you are, you know? Yeah. Because this is why we are supposed to be here. So we don't have that mindset of, uh, I just want to do this because I'm getting this. No, no, no. I want to do this because I was created to do this kind of thing. And that is why, you see, when the young people come, we have this dialogue. We train them on a program called Diving in the Deep Sea and Figuring Out to Swim. Exactly what I did. I went home without any resources. I dived in the deep sea. I looked for opportunities. I tried to build something in the for the last five years, and we were able to establish a youth leadership center from an idea. So yeah. if I've been able to do that, it means you can also do it you, at the end of the day. So I believe that is the mindset we want to change them. And I'm telling you, when they go through this two months uh, program, 
they are able to acquire leadership skills, problem solving skills, branding, you know, uh, mobilization skills, social media advocacy. How do you use social media? Because that is, again, one of the discussions we have because we see a lot of things happening, good, both bad. So that is what I can say, Paul, as we are continuing to build these young people in, 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 in Africa, I can tell you servant leadership is what is the solution to most of the problems in Africa. Thank mm. you so much. Mm. Servant leadership. So let me ask you this then. Is that something, Collins, that you feel we're called to? That's our destiny, our fate, our purpose, our sole purpose. Call it what you will. Or is it something that we create in our own mind that's influenced to whatever degree by our own ego? Or is it a deep calling from what some might call source, some might call it spirit, some might call it God? Where does that lie? I think for me, I always ask myself, when you look at the world, when you look at our surrounding, everything has a purpose. You know, everything has a purpose, Paul. You see the specs that you're wearing has a purpose, you know. Everything, clothes that we are wearing has a purpose, you know. Trees has a, everything has a purpose, you know. So when I ask about we as human beings, when you are in this world, what were you created to do? If everything that was created, depending with how you put it, if it's God, it's nature, it's everything. Why do we as human beings uh, just live like that without a purpose, you know? Why do you just wake up in the morning and just sleep at night you know because i see a lot of people just doing that at the end of the day just living so i think it's it's about calling it's about what you are created to do because when you look at the principles in the world everything has a purpose you know it means also the human beings we were created for a purpose we were created to uh, solve a problem and that i think it's what we need to really empower people to understand that how do you identify why or what is your purpose? That is now the process that you need to undergo. And that is what I was able to undergo. I didn't just wake up in the morning and I discovered my purpose. It was a process of personal development, you know, investing in myself, understanding what uh, what is my passion? What do I like to do? Reading, how do I discover my purpose? Meeting with other people, trying to understand how other people were also to identify their gifts, their purpose, you know, and Every day it leads to one step because again you cannot like in a over time like you know everything. So it is step by step, Paul, step by step as we go through the process. Yes. Mm. Interesting. I'll invite you in on this one in a moment, Rebecca. But my my question on that one is then that's a, that can be a scary place, can't it? To kind of you know, what I'm picking up there, rightly or wrongly, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Collins, but is letting the heart do the talking rather than the head. Because once we let the head do the talking and the ego, there's all these reasons not to do something. So when we talk about servant leadership, I mean, I personally uh, I've come to know, and I mean know, that it's, it's, the most, it's the most gratifying gift that we can be given as a human being. But I also know from the countless conversations I have with so many people that not everybody sees it that way because there's this kind of fear, this, you know, they're not quite surrendering to it. And I don't say that from a judgmental perspective. I say it from a, a perspective of 
you know, and, and I've spent many years in that space of being trapped when, no, I can't do that. Or, you know, that's not right. Or this is not right. And I need to look after me first and all this kind of conditioning that we're brought up with, certainly in the UK I mean, and in, you know, in Europe. I can't speak too much to the African culture, but I'm sure that you can. So, you know, is there a, I want to introduce a, a word now, surrendering. Is there a surrendering to our purpose, to our calling um, that says, you know, as a servant leader, I need to follow this, even though it's a scary place in, in or can be a very scary place in our head. Does that, um, let me start with you, Rebecca, on that, and then I'll, I'll come to you, Collins, on, on the um on the back of what Rebecca may or may not say. Okay, so, so what? Sorry, what's the what's the question? Well, um, around the you know servant leadership and the surrendering of you know to surrendering to it, you know, um, is you know is that a scary place? And I know that we can sort of trivialize it or simplify it by saying, oh, it's a simple battle between the head and the heart. I just wonder what your sort of thoughts, insights, shares are around, you know, when we're called to serve, uh, hence the term servant leadership. Um, you know, what kind of experience is that for you? Mm. Yeah, I definitely think there is. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a journey, isn't it, for everyone? And it's a, a journey that looks different for, for every individual. Um, for, for me personally, um, I, I do feel like it's a calling and I feel like it's, something that's from within but also something that's way bigger than myself as well it's kind of this kind of paradox of you know being magnetized to somewhere that it's kind of a feeling and it's a it's not something that you can really describe but you know when you feel something's right and you can get a sense for that and you can I think the more that you practice that as well the more you tap into listening to the heart and really really getting quiet and listening to to the whispers of the the inner spirit um then the more that that gets louder i think and the more that you start to trust that so for me it's definitely been always something that i felt in my life um but i feel like since i've started to explore that more deeply i've started to actually be more in resonance with and in alignment with what my purpose is and it's actually started to start to kind of be magnetized to me as well. I've kind of um, found that more synchronicities are happening, happening, more opportunities are happening. The more that I'm able to kind of follow that, even though there are times when it's like, doesn't really maybe make sense or it's confusing or feels scary or doesn't feel like it's maybe what uh, I have um, been taught that's the, the, the way to go in life you know there's this kind of construct that we're taught at school so yeah I think it's a massive process and I'm just finding that the more I'm leaning into that mystery the more that I'm kind of leaning into my um the feeling of of what I'm here to do and actually just trusting that um because I feel like I really resonated with what you say uh, Collins around every single person has a purpose <clears throat> and every single person has a unique gift that they can offer the world and kind of all bringing that together and all coming together to uh to 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 kind of share that is like pieces of the puzzle and um you know I love that description of everything has a purpose the tree has a purpose the bee has a purpose you know the spider has a purpose and they're all kind of in this ecosystem and and I think it's the same with humans you know there's this harmony that could be created if we all tap into that 
purpose that's that's within us. Mm. Thank you for that. Collins, anything to add to that? Um, mm. Yeah, I think also uh, great from Rebecca just to add something is that, uh, yeah, I think also in the journey of uh, personal development and servant leadership, Paul, it is very scary. And that is why a lot of people are not able to do it. I was just thinking when I was uh, when I was thinking about starting uh, the nonprofit in the community with an idea, you know, and I left urban city where I was staying and I went back to the community that does not have any exposure. People are not really exposed. How do mm. I even start it? You know, how do you start it? People, when you talk about these things, people think actually you have money, you have funding and you're telling them, no, I just have an idea and we can do it. We can actually do it as we can collaborate and do it. You see, it was not easy, Paul. You know, it wasn't easy. That was a very, that's why I call it diving in the deep sea. You know, yeah. you dive there <laughs> and you start. I you love know, that. <laughs> start yeah. figuring out how to save yourself, how to swim, you know. Yeah. So it is scary. That is why a lot of people are not able to go to the other side. Many of them are in the comfort zone. They want to just sit there and say, no, you know, there are people who are created to solve certain problems for us. Uh, we were not created to do that, which is a lie. It's just a mindset. You don't mm. have to now go out there, try to put yourself in a position to grow yourself, personal development. And it's only personal development that will lead you to discover your purpose. Because when you learn about things, you will start to grow. And when you grow your mind, you grow your mindset and you feel, oh, it was just a myth. So it means I can do it. So I think that is what is happening, Paul. Thank you. Mm. We hear a lot around storytelling. Um, as as um, as you know, I'm a massive, massive advocate of the story we tell ourselves. It is so, so influential in our world. And what we've just spoke around there amongst the three of us kind of speaks to that. You know, what story, what fear-based story have we built up in our minds around taking road x or road y or road z or whatever it is you know and this conditioning and all these influences that we've had that no no you you know you shouldn't do that you couldn't do that you'll never be able to do that etc etc but for me the 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 release the freedom that comes with being able to to think differently um away from mainstream thinking and and just sort of tell ourselves a different story because at the end of the day whichever way we go with it it's just a story because the experience is the experience is the experience the only power it has is what we choose to give it but i think if we're trapped in fear and we haven't got that awareness to look at things from a different perspective we're kind of you know we're kind of stuck well this is the way it always is because you know guys and I'll give you one example, and I've used it so, so, so many times from my own upbringing. Big boys don't cry. You know, that was an influence. Well, that story was something that I held for many years, and it certainly didn't serve me. It absolutely did not serve me. And I know that we can all, you know, bring to the table our own thoughts around, you know, something that was probably given to us with good intention by our parents, our guardians, our carers, our family, teachers, professionals, doctors, what have you, probably came most uh, times from a place of good intent. 
but it made it the influence of somebody else, which may or may not have been relevant to us. So I just kind of ask you really, Collins, from your own point of view, and, and yet again, the amazing work that you do with young people in Africa, particularly in your native Kenya, how much does storytelling play in your world and the stories then you tell, you know, to the young people that you work with? Thanks, Paul. That is very powerful, actually. That is one of the things that we are we're really trying to work on because a lot of stories have been able to contribute at many, many young people, and especially not even young people, even other people in Africa. Every day I see people talking, every day as I interact with people, I can actually see that and feel there's a lot of stories that contributed to that. You see, for example, like, there's a program we are doing with the young men on healthy masculinity. For us in Africa, you know, we've lived to really know that a man does not cry. A man does not go to the kitchen. A man is a man when he has many wives, you know, that is a man, you know. So many of us have those stories and at the end of the day, you find that those are lies, you know. When we start now to understand the truth, you know, now we say, no, that is not a man. You cannot, you cannot beat a woman. Then you claim to be a man, you know, because now there are men who are beating women because they feel I'm a man. And when they have disagreement, you're able to beat a woman. That is wrong. So we were able to come up with dialogues and have share. What, why, why do men beat women? And then they claim uh, to be men so that is a wrong definition of healthy manhood you know that is not being a man so i can tell you paul there's a lot of stories in africa especially in africa that have really made people to do things that are not okay and and, and funny funny these people are innocent you know most of us are innocent because that is what we found there you know in our grandfathers in our fathers that is what we go there so what are we going to do about it? That is the time now we decide to say, no, we cannot continue doing this. How do we solve this? It is all about personal development. Now we read about healthy manhood. What is the definition of healthy manhood? Now we start to understand, hey, a man has feelings too. You know, and I can tell you, Paul, when I discovered that, I don't know how many times I've gone to my balcony and I've cried, you know. And I feel good because there's pressure, you know. I don't want to, at, at, at the time I was not, I couldn't even show anyone that I can cry because everybody that see me crying, it will be like I'm weak, you know, this is a weak man. And for almost 30 years, I lived like that, you know, like men don't cry. So putting things inside me, inside me, and one day it exploded, you know, because I'm human. I didn't know that. I'm also human being. I have feelings because it was about men do not cry. Men do not do this. We had to change that. And I can see it every day in Africa, people going through that and stories have really contributed. So we decided, no, we have to change this narrative because we cannot continue working on this. Corruption. Corruption is a story in Africa that has led to many people suffering. All this problem you see, Paul and Rebecca, in Africa, it's all about corruption. People are taking advantage of people because that is what the stories they've had. That when you find something, 
you accumulate fast for yourself, for your family, you benefit, and you don't care about others. That is a story that we had. How do we change that? We started learning about servant leadership. We started learning about all these things. And we say, oh, now I know it's not about me. It is about creating impact to other people so that at the end of the night, I can sleep and feel fulfilled, you know, that I have been able to do what I was created to do. So I can say it is a process that we are trying to work on about stories because that has really contributed. And that is why we have started with the young children from 10 years to teach them about servant leadership. How do you uh, lead as an example? How do you uh, work with uh, with other uh, fellow children? You know, we started in a, in a very minor age because now if we can start without minor age, like 10 years and above, they can start now to learn these stories that we were told it's not true, so we can change the narrative. Yes, thank you so much, Paul. Mm. Rebecca, power of words, storytelling. Any thoughts? I mean, yeah. Um, firstly, thank you, Collins. That was really powerful what you shared there, and, and it really goes to show, you know, these social constructs that we have in society that have gone back, you know, um, years and years and years, and, and the power of breaking those patterns, you know, um, through education, through conversations. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, in my my own journey, um, having the awareness in the first place, the, the, the whole idea of a story, because, you know, when you're kind of trapped in it, you don't really realise that. You just think that that's what life is. So I think that there's this shift from living from the outside in uh, to living from the inside out and really bringing that power back, um, you know, being empowered to know that you can uh, you can change and you have a choice um, in what you're telling yourselves and and um, and talking to people and, and having conversations, you know, because that's where it starts, really. We don't really know the ins and outs of these stories unless we're having these conversations with people. And so um, you know, I, I think that willingness to be vulnerable and to share from a place of truth um, is is so important. Um, so, yeah, but I think stories, you know, at the end of the day, um, we, we all have a choice in how we, you know, speak to ourselves in our internal dialogue and then how we act in the world. Um, and so, you know, taking that responsibility and shifting the narrative uh, is 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 really powerful, yeah. Mm. So, Collins, what kind of story, in terms of being blessed beyond belief, what kind of story do you self-inspire? Um, not very often you hear that term, is it? Self-inspire. What kind of reaches you inside? You know, does does that inspiration come from source? Come from God? come from spirit where does that come from you know i know it comes from other people other people can you know we spoke about mentorship people working alongside us etc etc but for me there's something far far more powerful where we plug into and that's going to be you know there's going to be different words for that i've, I've just mentioned a few there what's that like for you where does your real power come from your calling your guidance your spirit i don't want to put words in your mouth but i'm sure you get my point yeah, so I, I I believe Paul, you know, uh, we we have different stories the way Rebecca is saying, and uh, 
in Africa, actually, we we believe mostly in God, and uh, that is what I have decided. And I know there's a power calling. I'm not I'm not that religious, you know, like uh, the, the religious part of it. But I'm, I believe in God, and I know there is higher power, and there is someone who has put purpose in me, and uh, that is person is the one who leads me every day to do what I do. So my inspiration comes from uh, the higher power whereby this person created me and put a seed of purpose in my heart. And this seed of purpose is to solve a problem in the in the world, you know. So every day when I wake up in the morning, I ask myself, the higher power chose me to be here right now. That is special. It means I'm special. It means out of all those people that are not here, are not here I'm here. So it means already I'm special. Why do I have to live a mediocre life? No, I have to live an excellent life that is impacting people, that is impacting people to live positive. When I sleep at night and I know that today I've been able to improve a life, I've been able to live a purpose, I'm okay. I thank the higher power God and I say, thank you for giving me this day and I've been able to impact these people and I can sleep at peace looking for next day to also continuing living my purpose. So my inspiration also comes from uh, my story. You know, Paul, sometimes I tell people, I inspire myself because this journey of personal development is not easy because people feel you have a lot of things. You have everything. You are special. Like you, 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 there's a way you are created. And I tell them, no, I always say leadership is inherent. It is inborn. Everybody is a leader. It's just that how you now go through the process of personal development so that you can grow yourself with. So through Blessed and Beyond, Paul, I always know I'm blessed. I have seeds of purpose. I'm here in this world and I can attract every good thing that is in this world. As the way Rebecca is saying, it's all about thinking. It's all about choosing to do good. And I believe in a principle, if you do good, good will follow you. If you do bad, bad will follow you. So, and this is, these are an experience that we've had. You see someone doing bad and bad follows that person. You see someone doing good and good follows that person. So that is the inspiration that also makes me to understand, Paul, if I do good, I will attract good and I will sleep at night. But if I do bad, I will also attract bad and I will face the consequences. So my inspiration comes from higher power, which is God, that has deposited seeds of purpose and gift in me. And also I inspire myself. And the last one, Paul, I get inspiration from people that I associate with, from you guys. For example, I can say, Paul, I admire how you bring all of us in World Game Changers without, you know, it's so natural, you know, you do it like it's very natural, you know, it's not, that is your gift of bringing all of us together, you know, so you inspire me, I see, oh, Paul can do this, I can also do it, 
You see, somebody like Martin, Martin is a good fundraiser. He has helped me in fundraising. He, he, it comes naturally. So I say, if Martin has been able to uh, attract donors and all this funding, it means if I interact with him, I can be able also to do that. So that is inspiration comes also from my association of people I have chose to interact with. Rebecca, she's very good in technology. I learn also from her, you know. Sometimes I ask her questions. How do we do this? How do we do this? And she guides me. I get inspired. I say, oh, if she can do it, I can also do it. And I'm not sorry about being vulnerable. I can say, Rebecca, I don't know this. I've told you many times, I don't know this. Can you help me to know? And you really help me. So my inspiration comes in those things. Higher power, which is God. Uh, myself as an individual and also my association with the people I have chose to interact with. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Rebecca, any concluding thoughts as we start to bring this personal development uh, fascinating conversation towards a close? We normally say ladies first, um, but in this one, respectfully, we say ladies last, <laughs> respectfully. Um, well, I mean, um, similarly to, to Collins, really, in the sense of inspiration, because for me, I've always felt that there's, um, you know, it's this great mystery, but there's this kind of sense that there's something greater and something bigger happening. And, you know, it's 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 unknown, but it's, um, you know, really what it comes down to is the, the things that I really know in my heart are love and truth, you know, and and um, so. Yeah, I think just uh, you know, there's all sorts of labels, isn't there? God, higher power, and source, spirit. Um, I, I, I'm I'm also not particularly religious, but I believe in there's some indefinable, you know, creator essence of spirit. Um, you know, that's 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 something way beyond that I can ever comprehend. You know um and 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 absolutely i get inspiration you know from from other people and um from myself as well you know so i i resonate with what you what you've shared collins um and i feel the same um but yeah so i think personal development you know it's also it's all about being curious and and being open and um going with your heart and and just um exploring things being creative experimenting uh, and 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 um tapping into to to what your heart is guiding you to um and um you know everyone has a purpose and really uh get curious around that get curious around purpose you know because purpose um as Collins has, has has shared so well is you know something that's uh really unique to each person and can really um uh inspire others and we can all help each other and you know and in in doing better and doing doing good in the world um you know mm, okay so on that note i'm going to close it out by sharing my purpose what i've come to know and i mean no in capital letters not think not feel but no and it's as a messenger of love to share that most priceless energy the highest of energy and we are messengers of love so we put our arms around our fellow humans and we help them to live a better life as we also I've been chosen to leave a better life. And for me, that is what it's all about. It's what it's all about. We pass through. We're on this as a human on this planet for a relatively short time. While we're here, it is time to, to share that vibration, that highest frequency of love 
and we move on. And on that loving note, listeners, I bring things to a close and sign off the way I always do by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? <laughs>